it's all about playing the game the right way. The name on the front of the jersey is more important than that name on the back of the jersey. You play for the Indiana Pacers. That's who you represent. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the All Pacers podcast. We are on Instagram at all.pacers or on Twitter at all underscore pacers. Please go follow us there. As always, I am Jeremy, and with me are Jack and Breezy. How are you guys doing today? What's up, Jeremy? Not too much. A little early afternoon recording session today. It's nice out. It is. Having a good time. I'm excellent. Okay. Oh, I didn't answer your question. I just said, hey. Yeah, uh, I'm, you asked I'm, me a question back. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm is, ready it, to execute this podcast. <laughs> oh, in a Pokemon mood today, I see. <laughs> yep. Okay. The playoffs just really get me revving <laughs> for some pocket monsters. <laughs> Yeah, it's it is nice that it's midday, um, and we're recording this right before the playoffs start. The Nuggets and Jazz play here soon. Maybe mm-hmm. midday for you all. It's <laughs> early morning <laughs> for me. <laughs> yeah, but uh, thanks for asking. How are you? How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. It was very nice of you to ask me back. Yeah, it's it's good to have. I think it's smart to have good manners on this podcast, especially with you guys. I see you so much. Like I know at any minute. I could start hating you guys, or you could start hating me with how much we see each other. So, it's good to express good manners. Mannerism. Yeah, we have seen each other a lot over the past week. <laughs> exactly zero times, <laughs> <laughs> and it should stay that way. Choo choo! All aboard the Good Manner Express. <laughs> there he is, classic train man. I do love trains. <laughs> let me tell you, Amtrak. If you're listening, hire me. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to get into some Pacers playoff talk here in just a little bit. We've got some other stuff to bring you first. Guys, do you have a bubble moment of the week? Yeah, but first I have a stat of the day. Oh. Yeah. I I just glossed right over that. All right, play the music. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Woo! Stats, 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 stats. We love stats and we love stats. I was like if DMX and LMFAO put a track <laughs> together. Yep. That's good. Uh, guys, do you know where you were on April 17th, 2007? Uh, I'm going to have to guess I was watching the playoffs. Well, you're wrong. I can tell you that. Um, I was watching the playoffs. No, you're also wrong. (laughs) It would have been impossible because there was, this was the second to last game of the season for the Pacers. I just watch the playoffs every day in general. Oh, that's true. Okay. I'm always watching playoffs. Uh, the Pacers, well, I'll tell you where I was. I was in Atlanta watching the Pacers oh, as, okay. as the biggest Pacers fan in the world. And the day after my birthday, so I was a fresh 12 years old. Ooh. Oh, happy birthday. And roaming the streets of Atlanta, looking to scalp a ticket. And I found one to watch the Pacers, unfortunately, again, lose to the Hawks. Oh, of course. 118 to 102. Man. Uh... I think I know why you guys both said you were watching the playoffs. You both craved for a playoff stat, and I went against your wishes. Yeah. <laughs> On the front page of Basketball Reference today was a man by the name of Orion Green. I've never heard of him, but he played for the Pacers in 2006-2007, and in this game he had his Pacers high of nine points. Oh, wow. Wow, good <laughs> and, game for him. But in only 14 minutes. Okay. And he shot four for four at the free throw line. So that's pretty efficient. He also had two each of rebounds, assists, steals, fouls, and turnovers. Oh. What is that, a seven by two? Uh, six. Uh, six by two. You don't get those very often. A six by two plus nine. It's a pretty good <laughs> pretty good stat line, six, plus, six by two plus nine. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a, I am a huge Pacers fan. Never heard of this dude in my life. I no. also have not heard of him. I, I bet we have heard of him, but we just pushed him out of our memory yeah. for some reason. Because he only played 41 games, right? Yeah, he only played half the season. Uh, or if you look at the glass half full, you could say he played half the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I have no idea who that is, but thanks for sharing that stat with us. Uh, four guys on the Hawks this game had 21. Between 21 and 25 points, one of them was Sheldon Williams. Oh, another Candace one, Parker's husband. Another one was Tyron Lue. Oh, no wow. way. And the other two were Josh Smith and Marvin Williams. But yeah. the Tyron Lue, still in the league in 07, scoring 25 points, surprises me. That is crazy. 
here's a little peek behind the curtain. So we're on a hot streak of having Pacers players be on the front page of Basketball Reference when we record. So we wanted to keep the streak going. That's uh, that's why you got a Oriole Green stat today. Orian. So, Orian. I didn't even remember his name. <laughs> so that so a little uh, obscure Pacers history for everyone today. Yeah, maybe we should make a highlight reel of Orion Green on the Pacers. I wonder if that's even possible. Uh, everything's possible with the internet. Yeah, and I'll look I, into it. I happen to know a really good video editor, okay. so he might be able to put it together for yeah, us. Yeah, for sure. I'll look into it. You're talking about me or someone else? Oh, uh, do you do video editing? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was talking about you. Okay, okay. All right, I teased it before, but now let's do it for real. It's bubble moan of the week time. Yes. Jack, what do you got? Okay, I got a couple. First of all, I got to give a shout-out to my Pacers. Doug McDermott and Justin Holiday hit some shots this week for the first time it felt like this whole, whole bubble. Yep. I mean, not including the scrimmages, and it felt good. And that was 100% my bubble moment of the week. But if we're talking about the NBA in whole and fun things that happen outside of the court, um, something that I got a lot of enjoyment out of, and this might have happened last week. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but um draymond green was on tnt the sh- he was filling in for Shaq, um and said something about devin booker needs to get up he said what get my man out of phoenix yeah something, something like, that. like that and the nba said that's tampering and find him fifty thousand dollars <laughs> 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 so uh, that might happen last week but i we didn't even talk about it in the last podcast if it did so uh yeah that was my moment of the week you know he had already gotten away with tampering with the Kevin Durant situation. He just got to text him privately and say, hey, come to Golden State. Yes. Don't do it on national TV where everyone can see you. Yes. He should have known better. He should have known better. And uh, would they even be able to get Booker? I have no clue. I have no clue either. I guess Andrew Wiggins' contract would line up. Yeah, but they would have to give up Draymond <laughs> to get <laughs> They would, To huh? get him, which I'm sure they would. Oh, yeah. I would in a heartbeat. For sure. After but the also bubble, f- if you're Phoenix, like, why do you want a guy in his 30s who can't score? Right. Yeah. And also, if you're Devin Booker, like, you might see some good things from Phoenix after their bubble play. They, yeah. They looked really impressive. Yeah. Got some good young pieces. But yeah, that was my bubble moment of the week. What about you guys? Breezy, what do you got? Uh, my favorite moment of the week was the 76ers and Raptors game. Uh, I think it was maybe the second to last game of the bubble for those teams. Uh, towards the end of the game, it was the real nail biter. And both of all the bench players were in because those teams had nothing to play for. So uh, the benches were all sort of lined up along the sidelines, cheering along the team. Um, and they were yelling back and forth at the other benches uh, in sort of a good sportsman-like way, I guess you could say. Uh, it's re- It was really cool to see. I'm sure I'm not doing it justice explaining it over a microphone on a podcast, but... It was really cool to see if you saw that on TV. Also, honorable mention is just watching Damian Lillard uh, play basketball throughout the bubble. They're in the playoffs now, and he's been amazing. I'm a really big fan of bench moms. I'm not going to lie. I'm glad that the NBA benches, they've got a lot of room. They can stand up. Yeah. They're allowed to get loud and get hyped and get into the game. It's been great to see the guys have fun on the benches instead of just having to sit there and watch. Also, big fan of Damian Lillard. Yes. <laughs> he's been incredible. All right, here's my bubble moment of the week. This comes from Pacers playoff matchup, the Heat. Jimmy Butler has apparently set up a coffee shop just out of his hotel room, I think. And he's charging $20 a cup for coffee. So I don't know how bad the coffee is at those hotels, but if you're willing to pay $20, it must be pretty terrible. There must be no coffee at the hotels. Yeah, or people are too lazy to go get some. What what are the chances he got a LLC for his coffee business? Very small, I would say. Uh, so if you want to take the name Big Face Coffee, that's what he's calling it, set up your own business. Maybe he'll pay you for the name back or something. Oh, that's not a bad idea, actually. <laughs> and also, um, should we send some people in to audit him, potentially? Probably. Maybe mess up the game a little bit? I don't think, uh, I don't think he's getting taxes taken off of what he's paying. Yeah. I don't think he's going to pay taxes on what he's earning here. I don't know. It's all a little. It's all a little shady to me. Yeah, it is. We we should get them audited, <laughs> and out of the bubble. <laughs> also, if you're willing to pay twenty dollars for coffee, I'm sure there's a coffee pot in those hotel rooms. You can buy a really nice bag of ground coffee for twenty dollars yeah. and just make it yourself. No yeah, but problem. you can't get it sent to the bubble, can you? I don't know why not. 
You can get Are some FedEx shipped that? in there. Oh, you can? Okay. Probably. So Oladipo today posted about um, this restaurant and how you can like use a code and get free shipping on like a food delivery service. And it made me think that you can get food delivered to the bubble. Is that true? Because I thought you couldn't. Yes, uh, because I remember seeing something about the Pelicans owner sent a bunch of food to the team from a restaurant in New Orleans. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you yeah, had, maybe you can get coffee delivered. You had guys getting in trouble for leaving the bubble to, like, meet with a with a delivery guy or something. Gotcha. So you just have to have the food get to you. Like, they have to get mail and stuff somehow, you would yeah. think. So, I don't know. Well, where I was working before if, uh, with the COVID-19 times, um, if someone delivered food, they'd put it in between the outside door and the inside door. There's, like, that little, lo- not lobby area, but, like, a foyer, I guess. I don't. I wouldn't know what to call it. And they'd set the food down, they'd leave, and then the receptionist would go grab the food if you got food delivered. That's a good way to do it. Yeah, so maybe it's similar. And if you were on the bottom floor, they'd put the food on the elevator and send it down to you. It was kind of weird. <laughs> that is kind of weird. Yeah, I it. like that, though. Yeah. It, it it's like the food has a mind of its own. It adds yeah. a bit of suspense every time the elevator comes down. You never know. It could just open, and then bam, you got food. I'd be gambling all the time. Or bam, an assassin. Person. <laughs> yes, that too. Or bam, at a bio. Whoa. Hopefully not. He's scary. Especially if you're a Pacers fan. All right, let's get into these last two bubble games, starting with the game against Houston on the 12th. It was a nice little win for the Pacers, Jack. It was. Um, they looked good. I loved the performance from our bench. Miles Turner got a couple rebounds, too, which was nice, um, over a six foot six center. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, take that how you want to. But we had some bad performances from our starters, but Justin Holiday, Doug McDermott, and Edmund Sumner all looked pretty good in this one. Yeah. Oh, and I, yeah, they were good. To note, TJ Warren was out this game. He's dealing with the plantar fasciitis. So hopefully we're that's not a big deal for him. He seems to be okay with it for the most part. But it was nice to get him a nice little couple of games off for a rest at the end of the season here. We also did not have Brogdon. Yes. And TJ Leaf didn't get any minutes. I'm okay with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm looking at the stats here just – help me remember what happened in this game uh Aaron Holiday was bad I didn't realize he shot nine percent from the field he yeah he had a really rough game uh Victor Oladipo also did not shoot well he took a lot of shots and oh yeah not very many of them went in that's right uh towards the end they started falling yeah I really 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 liked Oladipo's cuts this game he could split um two defenders and then Uh would do his far step out to the right like he does and hit a shot he didn't really hit him always, but I haven't seen him do those moves very often until – or I haven't seen him do those moves at all until this bubble and more recent in the bubble too. Um, so he's getting more confident, I think, with his cuts. Yes. Um, and you love to see it. His shots were falling at the end. I'm sure his percentage would be a lot worse than 27%, <laughs> which it was, if he didn't hit those, what, last three shots he took. Uh-huh. But he shot 12 threes. You have to imagine that one of the uh, – like one of Coach McMillan's game plan pieces was get Oladipo the ball, let him shoot, especially with Warren and Brogdon out. Um, and he did, and it didn't go so great. He only got 16 points on 26 shots. Yeah. But, uh, it, I mean, I, I love seeing him take those shots, and I think this was the perfect game to do that. Uh, it was also a really good game for Edmund Sumner. Over 50% shooting, 17 points in 24 minutes. He played really well. Oh, yeah, he's fast. He yeah. is fast. I did not realize he was that quick. I mean, we've seen him play, but it just, like, blew me away this game. Yeah, he's a guy who I really think should be getting a lot more of those Aaron Holiday minutes because I think he's a better defender than Aaron Holiday is, too. Aaron Holiday is – I don't know why they do this. They let him get matched up on all these guys. He has no business defending all the time, and he just gets burned by him constantly. Yeah, um, and James Harden, who looks like he ate James Harden in the offseason – I mean, he's looking big. There was that picture of him that looked skinny. It was just the perfect angle. Because, I mean, he looks so much bigger than he did before the bubble. I don't know if you guys think the same way. Um, and, I mean, he dropped 45 points on us. Yeah. And he, and he just looks so out of shape. It blows my mind that he can do this. Took 21 shots, had 45 points. Well, it seemed like he was kind of taking the day off, too, until towards the end of the fourth quarter. We were up at, like, 12, and then all of a sudden he hits three shots, and it's like, oh, right. we might lose this game. Yeah, it was crazy. Um I felt like going into the fourth quarter, we'd already won. I was already, like, preparing to do who was the MVP for the Pacers and all this stuff. Yeah. And, like, I mean, there was going to be an MVP no matter what. But I, I saw the game as a wrap already, and James Harden was like, uh, hang on there, Jack. What kind of rap? Um, like a WRAP, like a 
sausage egg McMuffin wrap. Ooh, breakfast oh, that's wrap. not a wrap. That's a McMuffin. Yeah, that's it. I don't that's know why it's <laughs> So what I'm hearing is you like to take your sausage, egg, and cheese McMuffin and then wrap it in a tortilla. I don't think I've ever even eaten one of those. I don't know why that was the first thing I thought. It, it just... Also, the fact that you didn't just say breakfast wrap, <laughs> you described your muffin instead is quite strange. I'm going to uh, change my answer to burrito. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Edmund Sumner taking in or taking some of Aaron Holiday's minutes, I'm sure you saw this because you're on Twitter more than me. Um, and if you don't already follow all underscore pacers on Twitter, go do that now. But um, Nate McMillan said that we will definitely see Edmund Sumner in the playoffs. Yeah, and that's what we need to hear, too. Yeah. We need him to get minutes in the playoffs. I mean, he earned it in this game. He definitely did. He earned minutes. He did, and just the fact that the he play pretty small a lot of the time like you you need to have a guy like Edmund Sumner out there yeah especially someone who's going to leak out real quick um and uh get I mean he's going to be the first person on the fast break every time so yeah. uh it's good to see that I love watching him McConnell and, McCur- and McDermott that was hard to say <laughs> him McConnell and McDermott play together um and Alizé Johnson dude is looking good this was his first game where uh we saw like extended minutes from him and we're going to talk about him more with this Miami Heat game but um I'm liking some Alizé Johnson minutes, too. Yeah, and you need to pump the brakes. <laughs> okay, just he's he's a bench guy. <laughs> you're, I can tell you're getting too excited about him already. I'm not saying we should start him. I'm you're, saying I like You're him. on the road to some heartbreak <laughs> with Alizé okay, Johnson. I can tell. Yeah. Just pump the brakes a little bit. He had a couple yeah. good games. He's a good player. That's it. <laughs> he's not better than a good player? He's a good player. He's not showing star potential. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good player. Yeah, uh, what what were some of your big thoughts on this heat, or I mean, on this uh, Rockets game? Uh, my big takeaways from this game, again, without all of our starters playing, it's hard. It's hard to take a lot of stuff away from it. But Jakar Sampson, serviceable. That's all we need from him. Miles Turner looked a little bit better than he had than the week before. So I was I was pleased with that. That was nice. Just uh, we consistency is key. And we've been lacking consistency for most of the season. So we just need to try and pull, put that together before we get into these playoff games. Um, can I add something to Miles Turner real quick? Yeah. Um, so he shot 5 for 14 for 36% roughly. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of times where he was under the basket and no one big was around him. Maybe Jeff Green. And he went up for a layup and he did exactly what TJ Leaf would have done and just missed it. But Miles Turner was taller than everyone would rebound it and then somehow put it in or get fouled. And I'm like, dude, how are you missing this? This this is like the opportunity for you to score 25 points right now. And um, he put up 18 because he had 10 free throws and he hit eight of them, which is great. And yeah. you love to see. I mean, it's hard to have a center that can shoot free throws like that or to find one like that. But, man, I was not impressed with him. This bubble um, and this game, especially where I would have expected him to really go off, and it just didn't feel like he did. He just kept well, missing those close shots. The key thing I said was he was better. Okay. He because he had been really bad against the Heat uh, the previous game. Dude, where don't it, even get me started on that again. So I just we needed improvement from him, and he did improve from that game to this one. But well, I mean, man, he he's just been disappointing this bubble to me. Yeah, he has been. Yeah, I'm it's, not disagreeing with yeah. you. <laughs> no, I I am agreeing with you. I'm adding on. Um, so, yeah, him, Aaron Holiday, I mean, he just had a bad game. Yeah. You expect him to shoot better. He shot over 50% um, this bubble. I don't know what his numbers are after this game, but uh, he's looked pretty good. Jakar Sampson had two put-back dunks this game too, right? Or was that the game before? That was the game before. Okay, well, then just disregard what I just said. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, I like Jakar Sampson too. It's always nice when he starts because I know uh, some of us here don't love Jakar Sampson, but I think he always puts in good minutes. Except that one time Austin watched him and hated watching him. <laughs> Look, I can only tell you what my eyes see. And they saw three missed dunks. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the heat game. Now, Jack, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface this because you need to hear this. I'm listening, and I know what you're going to say. There are no takeaways from this game. None. <laughs> no, there are. What are they? Our bench, looked, our bench unit looked good, and that's important, right? Well, they always look good, though. No, the take okay, that's not true because Doug McDermott's looked like garbage. In general this season, we've always said we have a really good bench. Okay. But so let they me j- they just played like themselves. L- can I tell game. you something though? No. 
to see Doug McDermott and Justin Holiday hit sh- hit threes. They hit a combined eight threes on 16 attempts. That's 50%. That's what you expect from them in games. Yeah. And, yeah, it's against second unit, the second unit. But, I mean, the Heat's team wasn't bad. But I don't want to celebrate guys for doing what we expect them to do. Yeah. Okay, I don't either because they've been so disappointing this bubble. But they hit some shots finally. And that's my takeaway is they're not completely worthless. Yeah, in but the they, they right hit now. those shots in the Rockets game first. Okay, but not at this high of a capacity. Sure. They didn't hit eight combined. And for me, I, I loved watching them do that. And it was really sweet to beat the Heat, even though like they didn't play any of their starters. We just had Brogdon playing as our starter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it just felt good to, to, to see... Holiday and McDermott hit those shots. And I, I know now why you said don't take away anything from this because you knew I was going to talk about Alizé Johnson. Well, it's everything. First, all right, we're playing almost all backups. They're playing all backups. It's it's a weird game. Yes, it's nice to not go 0-4 against the Heat in the regular season. It's nice to have solid pl- starts from all these guys and guys off the bench playing well. But you j- this isn't a game where you're going to learn anything going forward. Not even about TJ Leaf who uh, – Finally took a three, but took two of them and missed them both. Yeah, no, we're not learning anything. <laughs> hey, you did say last podcast you just wanted the Pacers to have a higher seed than the Heat. I did. And they got it. I we think it's it. a good moral victory. I, I know people say I it's not important <laughs> because home court. So the Heat right now in the bubble and their away games are one and three. Pacers are four and zero oh in home games. It's important to note. <laughs> Is it though? We're not in the bubble. We don't know what it's like uh, for the home away splits. We We've heard stuff, but I'm just saying. You never know. You never and you don't think any of that has more to do with matchup than <laughs> it being home and away? Hey, numbers don't lie. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all I'm saying is you're pretty good at making the numbers seem like they're lying. Yes. <laughs> hey, I do what I can. Um, I am a believer in Justin Holiday and Doug McDermott going forward in the bubble, though. And I, I do think if you can take anything away from this game, it's that Doug McDermott and Justin Holiday are looking like they can hit shots consistently again. Do you want to say anything else about McDermott and Holiday? Because that's been your <laughs> argument here for why we need a takeaway from this game. Well, when you said we don't have a takeaway, I was like, okay, I got to find one then, don't I? But yeah, that's all I have to say. <laughs> our, okay, our starting lineup this game, though, I, I just want to remind people, because I'm sure everyone watched this who's listening. We had Malcolm Bragdon, Sumner, Justin Holiday, Alizé Johnson, and Jakar Sampson. How many games do you think that team wins in an 82-game season? Like, if that's your starting five. Not many. Yeah, not very many. <laughs> like, 20. That's that's generous for that as your starting lineup. Because, what, uh, Jakar Sampson's your center. Alizé Johnson's your power forward. That just gave Jeremy an aneurysm hearing that Alizé Johnson's <laughs> playing a big man position. Hey, to be fair, they did start Udonis Haslam, who's approximately 60 years old. <laughs> And he actually yeah. had a good game against us. <laughs> That's funny. So, okay, Goga Batadze, who played in this game, is 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Udonis Haslam's 40, right? Uh, n- I it's don't know. close to that. So, Udonis Haslam was in college when Goga was born. That has to be weird for a player to be in the league that long. What, Vince Carter's 42? Some of these guys who uh, are 18 in the NBA, yeah. like Vince Carter was already 24 years old. I don't understand why teams don't just make that guy an assistant coach. Like that like, old player? Yeah, like Udonis Haslam has no business being in the NBA. Like he didn't play last year. He he didn't play this year. You're just he's just an assistant coach is all he is. I have a hunch about this. Okay. I think they're trying to milk him for all of his worth towards the end of his career because this was his 500th career start, um, and that's easy content for the Miami Heat. And also, they probably are going to start selling some jer- or T-shirts about Udonis Haslam too based on all this stuff. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I'm not in the Heat organization. I just think like getting all these gimmicks out laid into people's careers is important to teams. I think – Haslam has been a fan favorite for that team for so long. They don't need any extra excuse to sell his shirts. No gimmicks. Yeah. Yeah. If they want a gimmick, they could just sign Rick Ross to the team. (laughs) Make yeah. I'd buy. I would buy a Rick Ross jersey. So I would too. (laughs) Would you buy a DJ Khaled jersey? No. That's a waste of money. What about a Mr. Worldwide jersey? No. (laughs) No. Not a Pitbull fan. (laughs) No, I'm not buying a Pitbull jersey. Even if he's on the Heat. 
I'm not a big Pitbull fan. I am not a 40-year-old mom. I would buy a Pitbull jersey before I bought a Rick Ross jersey. And I love Rick Ross. But the catch is you have to wear it like Pitbull does, which means tucked into your pants. Well, that's perfect for already ahead of schedule, bud, because I already tuck all my things in. All right. So we're going to break down the upcoming matchup between the Pacers and the Heat here in just a minute with a fun little mini mailbag that we threw together for today. But first, Jack, you had a Miles Turner segment you wanted to do. Yeah, I think it's important to talk about this because Miles Turner hasn't looked good, like I said earlier. And uh, dare I say it, disappointing this whole season. And I was looking at some of these rosters for the playoffs. There's 16 teams in the playoffs. And I was thinking, is Miles Turner in the lower half of starting centers in this um, playoffs? And I just wanted to get your guys' opinion. I know, like I told you this ahead of time, so I, I, I'm sure you guys have answers for this. But I wanted to go through all these teams, talk about the starting centers, and kind of decide where Miles Turner ranks amongst starting playoff centers in the NBA. Because I have a hunch it's somewhere in 12 to 16. And is that crazy right off the top? No, not really. I mean, just looking at all of the playoff teams here, I would much rather have Embiid, obviously. Well, yeah, let me let me go through the the teams, and then I'll say the starting center, and you guys can tell me who you'd rather have. Okay. And I'll, I'll give my answers, too. So I'm just going to go – like I, I guess I could go by standings, but I'm just going to go by games that are being played in order because that's just what's on the front page of Google when I mm. looked this up. So, Jazz have Gobert. Would you rather have Gobert or Turner? Gobert. Gobert. Obviously. Nuggets, Jokic. Would you have rather have Jokic or Turner? I'm insulted you even asked. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's an easy one. Okay, but let's go to the Nuggets backups, too, because I just want to ask this question. Would you rather have Mason Plumley or Bull Bull over Turner? No. no. You'd rather have Turner? Yes, All of right. course. Yeah. So, so far, out of Jazz, Nuggets, and Pacers, Turner's third. All right, next we have Jarrett Allen for the Nets. Would you rather have Jarrett Allen or Miles Turner? I think they're pretty similar players. I lean Miles Turner because of shooting, though. Yeah. If I needed rebounding, which the Pacers probably do in this series, I'd probably rather have Jared Allen, but I think Turner's probably a slightly better player. I would take Jared Allen for this playoff series as well against the Heat. Um, but, yeah, Miles Turner's the better player. Slightly. I agree with you guys. Raptors start Mark Gasol. Would you rather have Gasol or Miles Turner? Gasol. Gasol. I would, too. So... So I guess w we agreed that Turner is better than Jared Allen right now. So right now Turner's fourth out of five. 76ers have Embiid. Anyone uh, disagree with Embiid better than Turner? No. Nope. I do not either. Uh, Celtics start Daniel Tice. Turner's better than Tice. Uh, I'd give Turner the slight edge, yeah. I'd give Turner a more than slight edge over Tice. Mavericks start Kristaps Porzingis at center. Yeah, it's Zinger. Porzingis. Yeah. Clippers start Zubach. I'll take Turner over Zubach. I think the Clippers would take Turner over Zubach too. Man, that'd be a nice team with Turner at center. Well, the Clippers take Harrell over <laughs> Zubac most of the game. So, <laughs> Oh, would you take Harrell over Turner? Yes. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think I would, too. That is, that's a closer one to me than Daniel Tice. Magic start Vucevic. Would you take him over Turner? Vuce yeah. is better. Brooke Lopez? Yeah. Uh, I actually think i take Turner over Lopez. He's Lopez hasn't had a great year this year. I don't know. We, we I, know I, who I, Brooke I would need Lopez to look is. at the numbers more. Miles Turner's still only 23. There's still a chance he can become something else. But we've been saying that for, what, five years now? Yeah. So I don't know. Um, that I, one's more of a toss-up for me. That that Yeah, they're the same player right now, especially since Brooke Lopez has been adding um, rim protection to his game. So we'll just put them in even for that. Miami Heat have Bam Adebayo. I take Bam. Bam. Thunder have Steven Adams. Steven Adams. Steven Adams. I agree. Rockets have nobody. No we, we just won't count that. <laughs> yeah. They don't have a center. I guess people are probably listening and yelling P.J. Tucker. I would He's take P.J. Tucker over really? Miles Turner. He's not a center, though. I mean, he rebounds a lot better. He shoots a lot better. He plays just general defense a lot better. Yeah, he's not a center, though. Well, He's not a center, no, but I would rather have him. I'm going to consult basketball reference on this and see what they think. So P.J. Uh, Tucker this year is listed as a power forward on yeah. basketball reference, even though he's been starting at center. Okay. So, yeah, I guess that doesn't count. Who does, Do the Rockets have any center? Tyson Chandler? Would you rather have Tyson Chandler than <laughs> no, Miles Turner? No. No. <laughs> no way. Tyson Chandler is another assistant coach. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. In a jersey. Which, who's he even helping right now? Like, P.J. Tucker? Possibly, yeah. He's a good locker room guy, I guess. It's good to have a big guy like that in there 
to teach a smaller guy like hey here's how you need to position yourself how you need to move that's good yeah that makes sense okay uh and he's he's so good at defense or he was i don't know what he's like anymore we haven't seen him play but um i'm sure it's nice to kind of balance that out with the players when they're getting coached a lot on offense by tantoni yeah uh trailblazers start nurkic nurkic is better i agree especially after this bubble i mean he's proven his worth uh and then the lakers start javel mcgee turner yeah turner okay so let me see uh, so Turner's at 11, tied with Jared Allen. Do you think that's a, a good spot for a uh, starting center for the Pacers, who we've been putting a lot of effort in to um, the past five years? Yeah, 11th ob- out of 16? Obviously not. No, it's it's tough. And, uh, I mean, this is, like, the top 16 teams in the NBA. Uh, I mean, the Suns are probably better than the Nets, right? But um, these are the 16 teams in the playoffs. And Turner's just not turned into the player that I would have expected him to turn into at this point. And um, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to make any definitive statements based off this list that we just made, but it is worth talking about. And it kind of sucks that he's the 11th best center in the NBA playoffs right now. All right, we're going to close this thing out talking about the matchup against the Heat that the Pacers have coming up this week and next week. Uh, Game start on the 18th at 4 p.m. on TNT. Make sure you tune in. Instead of instead of us just sitting here trying to break it down for you, we thought it would be a lot more fun to do it in a mailbag format. So we asked you all, hey, send us your questions about this series and let us talk about it for you. And let's let's go. Let's yeah. do it. And, I mean, real quick, you guys responded really well, and we're really thankful that you sent us in all these questions. Yep. Um, and some of them aren't really questions. There's actually one blank uh, square that someone sent me. Oh, Breezy, do you have a response to the blank? Yeah, Dennis Rodman. Yeah, it could be Dennis Rodman. It could be his burner account. (laughs) Um, So I'm just going to start out by reading some of these, and then if we just think they're ridiculous, we can just give a one-word answer and move on or whatever. Okay. Uh, Do you see our core staying together for very long? Uh, I guess it depends on who exactly our core is. Yeah, let's define the core. I guess Sabonis, Warren. Depot. Oladipo. Um, I guess by core they're saying big three probably, right? You'd have to include Brogdon in there with his the money that Turner, he's making. I mean, Turner's been there, so he's a part of the core. Yeah, let's say the, the starting So it's five. not it's not like your team's big three. Because usually when you talk about an NBA team, you say, who are the three guys? Yeah. We're, we're doing, like, starting five. Yeah, because we don't really have superstars. Okay, st- so starting five we want or starting five we have? The starting five we have. Because I have a problem with our core having two centers <laughs> in it. <laughs> well, that might be your answer then. Do you see them staying, along, staying around as the core for very long? Uh... It's hard to say five are going to stick together for a long time. Yeah, I don't know if for a long time. I don't think we need to move on from one of Sabonis or Turner and get some another wing player in. But with Nate McMillan is a guy who Sabonis might come back and start again, even though we've had all this success with Warren at the four. So there's just no way to know. Yeah, I agree. I think the I I hope the Pacers feel the same way. But I think the move is moving Sabonis for a star player, a star wing player, and. I don't love having – I mean, this okay, last segment we did, I don't we, love having Turner there. You, but. you just spent this whole podcast <laughs> saying how bad Turner's been and you want to keep him. Well, I don't want to keep him. The thing is, though, that Sabonis has more value in trades than Turner right now. And could we get a better player with Sabonis as the centerpiece in the package? 100%. So if if this means, like, we have to move our all-star to unlock TJ Warren's potential as the four and get a stellar wing player um, to pair with that lineup, then, yeah, I'll do that because – our team's good when we just have one big man. So I guess to, to answer your question, no. Yeah, I don't think it's going to work. We don't see them staying together for Well, especially, long. too, this offseason when Oladipo's going to get more money and TJ Warren's going to get more money here soon, too. And it's like, well... He's locked down for three or four years. Oh, he is? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we're already spending over $20 million each on Brogdon, Oladipo, Turner, and Sabonis. And you have to think at some point this is going to change. And they're going to move some of those pieces. Pacers have never gone into the luxury tax before. They said they're willing to this time around to sign Oladipo. But, I mean, history has shown that they're not willing. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Congratulations, Jack. You somehow started talking about trades and a question that wasn't about <laughs> trades. I know you were dying to do that. You know me. All right. Um, next question. Do you think Domas is coming back for game three, Jeremy? Uh, no. Okay. That's ridiculous. First of all. Uh, you have to quarantine for at least four days. He hasn't been working out, I don't think. So, 
if at most he's doing some physical therapy, maybe trying to work on his foot. But if he's, if he's in that much pain, he's not doing much. So he's gonna have he's gonna take time to get worked back into the lineup. You got to think yeah. they're worried about his long term health. Yeah, he's sure. gone for sure. Yeah, I agree. So uh, Sal Knight, we all agree he's probably not coming back for game three. Yep. <laughs> Unless some miracle happens. Um, which Pacer player is under the most pressure in this playoffs? Uh, if it's pressure from us on this podcast, it's Miles Turner. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> uh, national attention-wise, it's definitely T.J. Warren. Yeah. But I think uh, an underrated guy who should be looking at a l- with a little bit more pressure on him is Oladipo. Yeah. Trying to complete his comeback. So. Also, contract year. Yeah. Uh, has that to worry about. And he's going to have to be the player from two years ago if the Pacers are going to have a shot in the series. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, I agree with all of that, uh, every single part. <laughs> yeah, um, Warren, Turner, and Oladipo. I think they all have pressure coming from different outlets, and yeah. um, that is the right answer. Um, whose performance on the Pacers will make or break us? I guess this is similar to the pressure one, but if you have a different answer, feel free to share. Uh, I would add on top of Oladipo, Aaron Holiday. Um there is an opportunity to expose the heat a bit at the point guard position uh, on offense, whether they've got Dragic out there or Kendrick Nunn. Uh, you can kind of expose that. So if he can hit some shots, that would go a long way for the Pacers. Obviously, he is not going to bring the same uh, positives on the defensive end that he does uh, with the ball in his hand on offense. But if he can keep – making shots and play at maybe around an A- minus level in some of these games, that would also go a long way in keeping the Pacers in it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we expect them to hit shots and hit threes at a high clip um, and not get too lost on defense. Yeah. Um, and and we, we glossed over this. He did come in in that final heat game and hit a couple of big shots. Yeah, but those that game doesn't matter, remember? Okay, you can't <laughs> flip it around on me. I'm trying to trying to be nice to the guy here. Yeah, uh, he did look – he looked super confident um, for the Pacers that last game, for sure. And I think that is an, that is one of the takeaways that you can have as well. Um, he looked like a confident player amongst players who weren't as confident as him. Because they're bench players and he's been getting all those minutes, like 37-plus a night yeah. for the Pacers. <laughs> I think this – the question is player, Pacers player. I think uh, Nate McMillan um, could make or break us as well. I mean, with his – look – a lot of times he'll start Sabonis and Turner. We've, like, given him a lot of heat for that in the past because we – I mean, obviously it's proven now that we were right this whole time that Turner should be playing the four. So he's made decisions Warren. and he gets – Warren What, what did I say? Turner. Oh, I mean Warren – yeah, no, not Turner. Uh, Warren should be playing the four. And um, what that shows us is he gets stuck in his ways a little bit mm-hmm. um, and – little bit is probably not even the right way to put it. I should probably say he definitely gets stuck in his ways. Um, and one of those things that I think he could get stuck in his ways with is having Aaron Holiday play all these massive minutes um, and not protecting him enough on the defensive end because he gets lost a lot. And on the switches, you see, like, I mean, we're going to see a lot of Jimmy Butler getting switched onto Aaron Holiday. And, like, how do we combat that, you know? I, I don't, or Bam Adebayo is going to get switched well, on Aaron Holiday at some points too. And in the Lakers game, they were getting LeBron switched on to Aaron Holiday all the time, and our answer was just let Aaron try and guard him. Yeah. And LeBron had so many layups in that game because it, it wasn't even close. It There's was no easy way. for him. It, yeah. It, the whole th- I mean, it's LeBron, so it looks easy anyways. But like, he, if like at least send some helpers, do some kind of switch. Like you, if you're a defensive minded coach. Like, show us some creativity. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, this is actually one of the keys to the series for me. And I think I will say the person with the most pressure is Nate McMillan in this series because it's, uh, it's spread around in the players, I think. There's a lot of pressure on a lot of guys. But for Nate, he has to be flexible. If Miles Turner is getting played off the floor by Bam, take him off the floor. Let Goga in there. Let him try. Let Jakar try. Do something. Don't just leave Miles in there hanging and not playing well. Same with Aaron Holiday. Same with other guys. Be willing to mix it up. Don't just play the guys because they're supposed to be in their plan. Take them out if you need to. It's okay. If they're playing bad, we don't want them in the game. Yeah, don't just like look at your sheet and figure out how many minutes you're supposed to give each player and just stick to that. Some Similar to if you're an IU fan, Tom Crean used to do. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this was glossed over a lot in the national media, I thought, but he 
he was he is in a hot seat i think that was covered by the national media he did get a contract extension but they kind of just stopped covering it there and didn't cover the fact that it's only a one-year extension that was part of the contract it was a team option anyway so this is it's the team saying hey you've got one more year to prove to us that you do deserve an actual extension it's not that his job is safe or anything no it's not his tryout for the future starts now it's they wanted to see the pacers team healthy and they're saying okay well this didn't really count like we would have fired you after this performance this year which pacers are fourth in the east that's a big deal but um we're obviously not a championship contending team right now I'm still going to pick them to win the championship because I'm a Pacers homebody, but um, they gave him one more year to say, hey, as soon as this team's healthy, like if you can't perform with this healthy team, then you're out. Yeah. And that's why that one year extension's there. Uh-huh. Um, hey, great answers, you guys. Love it. Let's move on to the next one. Will Victor step up or is it Malcolm's team this year? Well, I don't know if it's Malcolm's team, but I also don't know if it's Victor's team. I'm not. It's weird. I don't know whose team it is. I don't know if you guys have – a thought on this i think the players probably would say it's malcolm or oladipo's team because they're the captains mm-hmm. i mean i always lean to it's oladipo's team i think you can step up and be the best player like warren's been but i still look at this and say this is oladipo's team i think people on the team would say he's the leader too is it tj mcconnell's team oh man dude he's a good leader he's a good bench guy i love tj mcconnell that was such a good acquisition it was what our fourth or fifth favorite signing yeah. of the offseason uh i'll go uh, it's not tj mcconnell's team i was just no i was I, throwing it out there i agree <laughs> that it's not tj mcconnell's team but Don't he worry. is a really good leader yeah he is and he's been fun with the second unit and uh hearing his mic'd up segments it just shows you that he's a good teammate i do think for a lot of the bubble it has been tj warren's team but it'll just come down to not necessarily which guy's having the best nights because you got three really quiet guys that we're talking about being it's their team so it's who can step up and be the emotional leader in that locker room and like who are you going to rely on too at the end of the game who's yeah. who's your go-to guy like if you need a shot who's who are you going to give the ball to oh do i have a question for you oh you sweet i'm excited for this okay let's hear it these are from twitter from twitter from a great friend of the podcast connor williams thank you for the questions oh hey before you read your questions i said they'd get shout outs for their questions and i haven't even given anyone's name let me just read through these real quick um shout out 1001 tommy shout out sal knight shout out i am king greg shout out cj hollingsworth shout out matthew myers and then i'll i'll give the rest of the shout outs later too. okay anyway any uh wall of fame nominees the ring of honor whatever <laughs> uh no i didn't hear any oh well so who's this next one it's a CJ Williams zero zero. Now hold on, <laughs> stop. I kind of like that name. <laughs> Can we take a Ring of Honor vote for CJ Williams one? Maybe if it was C Willie. If it was C Willie, it has my vote. I would like to put it to vote. Okay, let's put it to vote. I vote CJ Williams one Ring of Honor. Okay, yes. I vote no. I also vote no. <laughs> Sorry. Also, CJ. you didn't even say it right. What was his name CJ on CJ Williams zero zero? Whatever. Hey, right. at least oh, and Carmelo Anthony, even more reason. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, great friend of the podcast, Connor Williams. Question is, we have – no, that wasn't the question. That was a comment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's a late-game situation. We need a bucket. Who do you want to take the last shot, Warren or Oladipo? We're Ola- talking about against the Heat? Yeah, Oladipo. In this Heat game. Um, I'm going to say Brogdon. Well, he wasn't even an option. I know. It's not an option. And let me tell you why. Uh, well, it definitely depends on the game. Like, if Warren's just going off and has 30 points and has figured it out against the Heat, which he hasn't really proven that he can figure it out against the Heat yet. And the Heat are so smart, too. They, I mean, is a great coach, has great schemes. Defensively, they trapped him every single time he got the ball. We're lucky he even got 12 points in the first Heat game we played that, he, that the Heat starters and the Pacers starters uh, played in. Oladipo, I don't trust his shot right now still. I hate to say it. I don't trust it. Warren against the Heat, I don't really trust him fully yet either because they're throwing people on him. I think Brogdon in the clutch has been so good this year. He's someone who, like, if you need a bucket, he can go to get it at the end of the game. The way he turns his shoulders to cut past people, too, to get to the lane, um, I just feel like I'd give him the ball. He can hit threes, too. Is that crazy to say? Well, my answer would be give it to whoever has the hot hand. Because like you said, if Warren's got... 30 35 and he's been cooking all night 
why would we not give it to him to take the last shot? He needs to take that last shot because I think he'll hit it. Oh, if definitely. He's, if he's on like that, he'll, he'll be on to hit that shot. And he doesn't have to be right behind the three-point line either. Like, he can be way farther back yeah. and you still trust it at that point. And then Oladipo's a guy who could have be 0 for 10 and then run up and hit that oh, last shot too. you're talking about the Bulls game. <laughs> yeah, he, he's proven that he can be super clutch too. So I think we have three guys that I'm very comfortable having the ball in their hands for that last shot. Yeah, they, they don't shy away from the moment, and I appreciate them about yeah. those guys. Do you agree, Austin? Yeah, I would pick Oladipo yeah. uh, just because he's hit so many big shots in his whole career. That's why he's Big Shot Bob. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which, hey, also this should show you guys, if you're listening at home, um, we all picked different people basically. I said Brogdon, Jeremy said Warren, Oli- uh, Austin said Oladipo. I almost called you Oladipo. Austin said Oladipo. And, I mean, honestly, like, I trust all those guys too. Mm-hmm. I it's, it's just your preference. And in the moment, like, how's the game going? Does Brogdon have 25 points and he's hit, clearly hitting tough shots? Yeah probably give him the ball um unless warren has 35 points of hitting <laughs> and he's hitting tough shots and give him the ball but yeah i think it could go either way and i i wouldn't be mad if any of those guys took the last shot if warren or if turner takes the last shot i'll be a little bummed hey i've got one more question from connor here for you if, Let's you, hear if you want it yes how many minutes per game do you think gotka should be playing oh man that's a good question and i think this is really uh I mean, the way that you answer this is, first you ask the question, how many minutes do you want Miles Turner playing? And um, if Bam Adebayo's out there, I, I don't think I trust Goga against him, to be honest. Do I trust him more than when Turner's out there? I, I don't know. They seem like similar players to me right now, especially how young Goga is. And it's his first playoffs, too. It's yep. going to be a little tough for him. It's also worth noting this is TJ Warren's first playoffs, um, playoff experience. Yeah. The only player on our team who has made it far into the playoffs – is um, Justin Holiday who has a championship under his belt, but I don't even think he played for the war. The war. Well, yeah, Brogdon made it to the conference finals. The conference finals mm-hmm. last year. Yeah, that is important. But uh, Holiday won with the Warriors, I think, one year, and I don't even think he played. You know, so we are very inexperienced. The point is, though, is is Goga going to be able to um, rebound against the Heat? I don't know. I think Jakar Sampson deserves some minutes too. Yeah. So, I I can't give an answer right now, Jeremy. What what do you think? Well, I think Goga can rebound against the Heat. Outside of Bam, they're a pretty small team because they're not going to be playing Haslam in this series. Yeah, he'll be sure. matched up with Olenek a lot, probably in Myers Leonard. Yeah, and I think Goga is better than Olenek right now. I don't know what you guys. That's oh, tough. I'd much rather have Olenek. Than I'm I'm a Olenek hater. So. Than Goga, <laughs> I, it's not even close for me, especially a guy with no playoff experience. Uh, I I think the Pacers. When Olenek is out there at the five, uh, Myers Leonard has not really been playing nope. in the rotation, so I don't think you have to worry about him. But if it's Olenek out there at the five with probably more of a Heat bench unit, uh, I think the Pacers should go ultra small because the Heat, they are a very great defensive rebounding team. Offensive mm-hmm. rebounding, uh, not so much. So I think you could go ultra small and try to take advantage of some matchups. And so you may not even need Gogo or Jakar Sampson that much in the series. Well, I think when when the Pacers do go ultra small, they like to have Jakar out there because he is a smaller guy who mm-hmm. can still defend the five pretty well. And I think he would match up against Olenek well because Olenek's not going to be doing much in the post. He's going to be trying to hit threes yeah. out there all the time. And so Jakar could handle that. He can move really well. I do, I do think Gogo will probably get five to ten minutes a game, which is about where he's been all bubble. Uh, just backing up whenever Mer- Turner's on the bench and Bam is in a little bit. That's I, I agree. I do think he's going to get minutes in the playoffs. I don't know how many it's going to be, though, because I think uh, McMillan's going to go with the guys that he trusts right now and that he's been there with. And unfortunately, that's Miles Turner. Yeah, but I think Goga is a guy he trusts off the bench, though. Yeah. And he has been playing better recently. TJ Lee's been there longer than both of them. <laughs> well, then we're going to see TJ. No, he's not been there longer than Turner, but. No, I meant uh, Jakar Sampson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then, yeah, we're going to see a lot of TJ Leaf probably. Good point. But the other the other thing you're not considering here is Miles Turner has been getting in a lot of foul trouble in yeah. the last few games. So if that continues, there's going to be no choice then to play these other guys. And you got to think the, the Heat are probably going to target that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, we don't really have big men, obviously, other than Goga right. and Jakar Sampson and then Alizé Johnson. Who's probably going to get more minutes than TJ Leaf if it ever came well, to that? Well, TJ Leaf shouldn't play at all in the series. <laughs> or in the NBA. All right. Um, next question. If we make it past the wow. first round, how far do you guys see us going? 
Uh, the second this is, round. This is from, by the way, this is from Zach C. Twenty twenty two. The the second round. Yeah, I think the Bucks pump the brakes on the Pacers <laughs> yeah. in the second round if they do manage to get past the Heat. What what circumstances would it take for the Pacers to pass the Bucks? Giannis, Giannis gets hurt. Doesn't play at all. <laughs> then I think we sweep the Bucks. Actually. <laughs> uh, well. I mean, Middleton's still there. That's still a, a decent team. I mean, yeah, if you lose to the Nets by 20 <laughs> without Giannis. But Middleton didn't play. But, like, their starters didn't play that whole second All right, half. so if Giannis and Middleton are out, the Pacers if will Giannis sweep the Bucks. Giannis and Middleton are out, yes. The if Pacers just Giannis sweep is out, the, the Pacers will definitely beat the Bucks. Okay, so then if we advance past the Bucks in this scenario, what would it take for us to beat the Raptors or Celtics? Or 76ers. Okay. You never know. Or Raptors or Celtics. Uh, also, <laughs> their main players would have to be hurt. <laughs> okay, and then we make it to the finals, and we're matched up with the Denver Nuggets in the finals. I think you mean the Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, if we make it to the finals, we're going to win the finals, of course. Yeah, of course. I mean, the East is so much stronger than the West. Um, Zach C., I'm sorry. I'd, I believe that the Pacers are going to win the championship this year. Austin and Jeremy say... Uh, if we make it past the first round. But on the other hand, you don't actually believe that. As a Pacers fan, I believe that we're going to win the championship. You yeah. did admit earlier you have to say that for you can some say, reason. <laughs> you can say that you're going to cheer like they will. Some might say you have more <laughs> credibility if you were honest in your answers. <laughs> hey, I'm a, I'm a Pacers fan first, and I represent the Pacers fans. You guys keep me on track here, and I, that, I appreciate that about you guys. But sometimes I just got to say that the Pacers are going to win the championship. Right, and I probably will say the rest of the year. Or the rest of the year. Going to pump the brakes on you. Yeah, this really helps <laughs> with our discourse here in this segment. You just being ridiculous. <laughs> um, I will say the Heat is going to be such a difficult matchup. Yep. And it'll probably go to seven if it even goes that far. Ugh. And the second round, um, when the Bucks are probably going to sweep um, the Nets in the first round. They play in the Magic. I mean, the Magic in the first round. And they're going to be a little more rested than the Pacers if we make it to the second round. And it's just going to be a tough matchup. That's what, I, that's what I'll say. Yeah, I actually agree with you on the seven-game series. If the Pacers win, it'll go seven. Uh, more it'll be shorter, though. Yeah, I am, too. We don't have Sabonis. It's, that's a big miss for us. Um, okay, next question. Sean Herman says, who is the X factor for the series? TJ Warren. I yeah. Agree. Yeah. If he, if he can go out there and get thirty or night in these in this series, then the Pacers have a really good chance. Mm -hmm. But if he's uh, only dropping twelve and missing a bunch of shots and leaking confidence, then it's not going to go as well. I actually might go Oladipo just because even if Warren is scoring thirty a night, you're still going to have to have somebody picking up the slack in the second spot. Yeah. And I think Oladipo is the right answer. Actually, I, ch I changed my. I, I think he's still going to have to have twenty a game in the series if. If Warren's getting 30, and it might have to be more if he's not. This is also from Sean Herman, and it's not a question, but Ooh. we can we can answer it somehow still. Okay. If Miles lets Bam own him in the paint all series, he will be on the trading block for sure. Maybe. <laughs> I feel like he's been on the trading block. Yeah. And we just probably haven't heard yeah. anything formal about it. So I don't, yeah, I don't know what it changes. Which leans into my next segment, Miles Turner, potential tr landing spots and trades. I'm just kidding. We're not going to do this again. <laughs> I'm just playing with you Thank guys. Thank goodness. <laughs> Even if he plays really well, uh, either plays, way. If he plays really well, I think that adds to the fuel of him getting traded. Yeah. yeah. This is from Yancey 33 Did our last game against the Heat speak anything about our bench play compared to theirs? Which we talked about this a lot already. Yeah, did you want to answer first? <laughs> Before I just say no. I think there are a lot of takeaways from this Heat game. No. Um, if you want to hear our answers, just rewind to the Heat segment again. Yeah. Next, Carter Brim, Brim, Brimer. Carter Brimer. I almost said Brimner, but it's not. We, we know someone Brimner. Uh, Carter Brimer. How many games will this series go? Actually, the next question is from Luke Shepard, and it says Pacers in seven. No question. It's just a statement. So he thinks seven. What do you guys think? Well, I touched on this a minute ago. I think if the Pacers win, it'll go seven. Um, and I, but I, I f I'm leaning more towards Heat and six. I'm going to take the Heat and five. Whoa. Yeah. Sorry, all Pacers fans and co-hosts, but uh, I really don't. I don't think it's going to be that great. I think the Pacers have to have a lot go right for them uh, against this Heat team, being as depleted as as they currently are. 
and I believe a lot's going to go right for them. That's why I picked the Pacers in seven. I'm going for it. I know. So I just posted on the story uh, yesterday, the All Pacers story on Instagram. Um, there was like 15 ESPN uh, experts, and all down the list, it was like who they picked Pacers or Heat. It was like Heat uh-huh. and six, Heat and six, Heat and six, Heat and five. Heat. It was all Heat, and you know I think there needs to be some discrepancy in there every so often. So I'm gonna. And I do believe that the Pacers can win the series. I am going to pick them in seven. Pacers in seven. Just so, you know, there's some discrepancy. All right. Pacers meme says, who or asks, who's your guy's favorite dark horse in this playoffs? This isn't really Pacers related, but it could be the Pacers. This is teams? Yeah. Um, I guess teams or what? I mean, you guys can interpret it however you want. I'm interpreting it as playoff dark horse team. Do the... Raptors count as a dark horse? Uh, I, I think the Raptors are going to make the finals. I don't, I don't think I would count them as a dark horse. Because I think they're a favorite to make the conference finals. At least. I think I'm going to go with Kendrick Perkins from ESPN on this and say the Nets. I'm just playing. Did he actually say that? No, but he <laughs> said one of his, the top storyline was Kendrick oh, Perkins. The, yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. I think my the real dark horse for me is the Trailblazers. Uh... I'm gonna say the Oklahoma City Thunder. That's I was thinking that too, but I don't think they're gonna advance past the first or past the second round. They're uh, a pretty trendy pick right now. Give I think. me the Thunder and six against the Rockets, with or without Westbrook. Uh, and I think that they're gonna give the Lakers a heck of a series. Uh, I could or Trailblazers or. Tra- I'm also not as high on the Trailblazers, I think, as other people are. I still have the Lakers in four. Yeah, I. I Lakers in four or five for me, but I think the the Thunder could take the Lakers to seven. All right, interesting. Um, I, gosh, do the uh, the Nuggets don't count as a dark horse, do they? No, they're three seeds. I mean, I think the unanimous picks are either the Lakers or the Clippers. I don't know anybody that's really picking the Nuggets to come out of the West. I think that they could give both of those teams a a good. Maybe six or seven game series, though. What's the opposite of a dark horse? I guess a light horse. A light horse? One that just um, exudes. A seahorse. Yeah, I'm going to go ah. a seahorse. <laughs> I'm going to go my seahorses are Utah um, and Houston. Those are my seahorses. Wait, what What do you mean by opposite of a dark horse? Like teams that. <laughs> it's a seahorse, so they just. And you're like, uh, they're, oh, okay. they're in the water, like they, they just hype. drown. Do they're they're overhyped. Do the Jazz have hype right now? I don't know. I no, they have negative. They, they just yeah. lost Mike Conley. I think everyone pretty much bet on them. They're starting Jawan Morgan. I mean, hey, are they really? He's out there, right? Yeah, we have the started. game on right now. Wow, it just started. former Hoosier Jawan Morgan. Yeah, yeah. Nikola Jokic's freshly shaved head is on our TV right now, and we're all mesmerized by it. It's very shiny. Wow. Oh, it's not that shaved. <laughs> it's he definitely got a haircut. It's a buzz he, cut. Yeah. All right. Next question. Will T.J. Warren keep his bubble play going against Jimmy Butler? I have some thoughts on this. This is from the Chris Pratt. Well, he didn't to, play well at yeah, all against to take him Jimmy literally. <laughs> his bubble play against Jimmy Butler was like twelve points. Okay. Well, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> so hopefully he'll be upping his bubble. Let play Let me add something Butler. though. Um, the Heat did trap Jimmy or did trap T.J. Warren. It wasn't just Jimmy Butler that stopped T.J. Right, Warren. Yeah. Um, and people didn't watch that game and have their opinions on that. They say Jimmy Butler shut down T.J. Warren. It wasn't Jimmy Butler. It was the whole team. Um, but if T.J. Warren can figure out how to, I mean, this was probably the first time he's been trapped since high school, like this in the NBA. If he can figure out how to beat this quickly, then I think he can get past uh, the Heat's defense but i don't know we'll see yeah and making sure other guys are involved with the, in the offense is the best way to make sure that they're not trapping yep. tj every time move the ball move the ball move the ball next question is also from the chris pratt there's only two more thoughts on if sabonis will make a return if so how should he be implemented into the lineup uh we hit on this one already i if he does make a return it wouldn't be probably until maybe the conference finals uh, i don't think and if, even if he does is able to make it back and we make it that far he would need to be worked in off the bench for sure because he's definitely hasn't had the workout. We already talked about this a little bit. Yeah, and I just to add on to it, I, if the Pacers show signs that we really do have something here and we can make a run, then yeah, he'll probably try to come back. But I, I don't know how the Pacers organization feels right now, but it 
just kind of seems like they're not going to force him back. Yeah, and it's it's not like it's a like really serious injury. It's a, it's a comfort thing. It's something it can be really painful if it's bad. And it's a use injury, so just getting as much rest as possible is all that's going to make it better. Yeah, definitely. All right, last question is from Jack the Brown on Instagram, a.k.a. me. <laughs> um, if there was an expansion draft in the NBA, what eight players would the Pacers protect? So basically an expansion draft is, let's say the NBA adds two teams, one to Seattle, one to Louisville. Those teams have to pick some players – or there's potential, I, I honestly don't know how they would do it now, but there's potential that each team would get to protect eight players and then the rest of those players would go into a pool for those two teams to draft from. And I think only one team, or I mean, once one player is picked from the team, then no more players can be picked from that team. So like if Aaron Holiday doesn't get protected by the Pacers and he gets picked by Louisville, then um, then no one else on the Pacers can be selected. Quick sidebar, if Louisville got a team, would you ditch the Pacers? I would not ditch the Pacers, but since we are based in Louisville, <laughs> um, I would still I would root for Louisville as well. But the Pacers are always my number one team. Good, Great question. What about you? Uh, same answer. Yeah. We, I mean, we got to root for – we've already put this much energy into the Pacers. Like, why would we quit? I mean, if Louisville got – and somehow in a trade, if they got Oladipo, TJ Warren, Brogdon, Sabonis – then I might be a Louisville fan. Well, did they trade him for Luka Doncic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the full team trade for Luka. Um, so let's look at the rosters for the Pacers. I think right off the, the top, there's obvious players that you would keep, right, for the Pacers? Yeah, let me just read you my list of players I would keep. It is TJ Warren, DeMontis Sabonis, Malcolm Brogdon, Victor Oladipo, Jeremy Lamb, Miles Turner, Doug McDermott, and Justin Holliday. So what are the notable players you left off of that list? Uh, Aaron Holiday, TJ McConnell, Edmund Sumner. So you're keeping Jeremy Lamb over those guys? Yes. Really? Yeah, he's a better player than those yeah, guys. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, there's just a, like he's hurt. There's a chance that he doesn't come yeah, back he, the same. He'll come back, though. The Aaron Holiday one's just tough for me to like say. I would definitely take Jeremy Lamb over Aaron Holiday. I think Jeremy Lamb's the swing player in that. You, you said you keep Doug McDermott, too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd I'd keep Doug McDermott over Jeremy. You don't Lamb. know if Jeremy Lamb is better than Aaron Holiday. N- no, no, I I'm s- after he comes back from this injury. I don't know if he's better than Aaron Holiday. I don't think that's bad to say. I think that's fair to say. Well, he was clearly better. Yeah, he was than way better Aaron than Holiday. and we're definitely missing him for sure. But I mean, you could argue it in my book either way. But I would probably lean towards Jeremy Lamb. Aaron Holiday's younger, too. Yeah. I don't know. All right, so that's your answer. Austin, do you have any disagreements with that list? Not really. So you leave other... Especially if, if after they take one player, the rest of the guys are... Who did... Did you keep McDermott over Aaron Holiday? Yeah. I would, th- I would keep Aaron Holiday over McDermott. Mm. I'm thinking if you can... If, you only, if they're only going to take one player and then the rest of the team is safe, I don't want to even let them have a chance to take Jeremy Lamb. Because that's, I feel like that would definitely be the guy that's getting taken. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. So why would you even put him in that situation? So Aaron Holiday is the one getting taken in this situation, then. And if Aaron Holiday's there, if we keep Aaron Holiday instead of D- Doug McDermott, then who do you think is getting taken? I mean, you've got probably maybe T.J. McConnell. Did you um, did you include Goga in your list of eight? No, no. So there's a chance he gets taken too, but I don't know. Probably it probably is McConnell. Yeah. Yeah, McC- McConnell or McDermott. I have a hard time saying their names together. <laughs> that's really tough. McConnell and McDermott. Okay. But, hey, that's the last of my questions. Um, and we pretty much did talk about the Heat game. Is there anything else you want to add? No. Or I the think Heat we, series? I think we covered it all pretty well. Is there uh, – do you have a key to the series, Jack? Yeah. Uh, just for the Pacers to not suck. I think that's my big key to the series. <laughs> Do you have a specific key to the series? Yes. Uh, we need to create schemes and plays around TJ Warren to get him going early. Um, and that's just going to spread or create more space on the court for other players to create. So um, when Warren's getting trapped, is he going to be able to pass the ball out? I hope so. Like if there's two people on him, um, in theory, there's one player wide open, yeah. right? You just got to be able to find him. And it's tough to do that sometimes. But um, I think Warren getting going early is important for the Pacers, um, and I mean, if we can find one person to rebound, that would be great. 
Yeah, I think get into the offense early. Um, that's been a problem in our slow starts is we are really stagnant and there's not very much motion on offense. All freaking season. So need to get into it. And that goes to my real key, which is don't get out coached because I think there's a real chance we get pretty horribly out coached in this series. I mean, I think right now, like if you asked me who the best coach was out of those two, it's Eric Spolster. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I'm I'm in no way a Nate McMillan hater, but uh, Eric Sprolster is a great coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nate McMillan, if he can just show some creativity, then I mean, opinions could change on him. But yep. until then, I don't know. Breezy, do you have a key for the series? Yeah, uh, the Heat are both top five in three-point percentage and free throw attempts a game. Yes. So running the Heat off of the three-point line, and then when you do, keeping them off of the foul line. If the Pacers can do that every game, they'll uh, at minimum be in every game and have a chance to win. So uh, th- those are the keys for me is, is defense. Yeah, definitely. All right, we'll be back next week, hopefully able to talk about some Pacers victories in this series. And we'll uh, break down all the rest of the matchups in the NBA, too. So for Breezy and Jack, this is Jeremy. We'll see you all later. Peace out. It's all about team basketball. It's all about playing the game the right way. The name on the front of the jersey is more important than that name on the back of the jersey. You play for the Indiana Pacers. That's who you represent.